Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. You're listening to Miss Becky's Classroom. Last time on Miss Becky's classroom. And she hands it to Claire and she says, what do you think about this? This looks like your type of thing. And as you do that, a vortex opens up on the other side of the room. And a pair of triads of tentacles. So... This is six tentacles come through the six golden tentacles come through this this vortex. Um, the tentacles of of well two golden tentacle monsters, and they all six of them envelop Claire and pull her into the vortex. And you hear this kind of kind of muffled. We got her. Now let's pick up our story. Okay. Mm. <sighs> okay, when we left off, Claire had been taken by the golden tentacle monsters. Wait, wait, wait. My headphones um fell off. Can you say that again? Yes. When we left off, it was Valentine's Day, and Claire had been taken by the tentacle monsters. Wait, aren't I with the tentacle monsters? Yes, you are with the tentacle monsters. Listeners, that's our friend one-armed Chloe. And what's happened, it's three weeks in the future after Claire disappeared, and she has been mostly kept in captivity in a dark room all by herself. Why? Well, because the tentacle monsters have put her on trial for her crimes. What so crimes? For making people and using technology unethically. And so when she hasn't been in the courtroom trying to defend herself, she's been in a dark cell. But on this day, she gets to go someplace else. And so we're going to fade in on a little girl's room. It's kind of a princess room. Is it the one I created? It is the one that one-armed Chloe created. What's the room look like? Uh, it has a princess bed. It's got a pr- is that one of those covers over the top of it? Like curtains on it or something? Yeah. Yeah? What color is everything? Pink. Pink? What's, what else do you have in the room? Pizza. Pizza? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, you actually have, you told the, the tentacle monsters that you wanted a pizza dispenser. And so there's a little place over by your, you have a desk in your room and with a computer on it, but there's a little machine over there that all you got to do is say pizza and then a fresh new hot pizza appears. So you can have pizza, pizza whenever you want. Pizza. And another pizza appears. Pizza. And another pizza appears. <laughs> And so you, some days, some days when you're feeling ornery, you just say pizza, pizza, pizza all day long. And then they have to have somebody come in and clean out all the pizzas that you don't eat. What else, what else is in your room? What else is in your room? Um, magic fairy dust. Magic fairy dust. Yeah. So you have this magic fairy dust that you can sprinkle it on things and they turn into other things. Yeah. And you have a pet. What does it look like? It looks like a super fuzzy kitty. A super fuzzy kitty. But the neat thing about your super fuzzy kitty is that it can talk. Talking fuzzy kitty. And so every once in a while, you and your talking fuzzy kitty sing and dance together. And so you've got a great room, and these, these tentacle monsters have been taking very good care of you. And on this particular day, you're working out. You're, doing, you're down on the floor, and you're doing one-armed push-ups. One arm push-ups? Yeah, because you only have one arm, and you're, but you've got a real strong arm, and so you're doing push-ups, and you're actually, you're actually pushing up so far that you kind of you pat your chest when you go up. You, you push yourself up so far because you're working on getting tough and strong. And then there's a knock on your door. Chloe? <laughs> Chloe, can we come in? Yes. And you go over and you open the door. And it's, it's the two gold tentacle monsters that you've known for a very long time. And they've, they've, all, all they've done is be nice to you. The only thing you get upset at them about is when they grow you another arm and you decide to cut it off because you don't want to be one-armed Chloe. And they say, you Chloe, said- Chloe, we have a surprise for you. We, your mother is here. And so they move aside, and there's Claire, and she's wearing a, a very, very well-tailored ta- white outfit, a white pantsuit, and she walks in, and Claire walks in, she looks around the room and sees everything. It's just how one-armed Chloe would really like it to be. And Claire was never able to envision that and give it to one-armed Chloe. So she's glad Chloe is getting her dream finally. And then she sees Chloe there, all smiles and excited. And Claire actually gets excited too. And a tear runs down her, from her eye, down her cheek. She is so excited to see Chloe finally. And Claire bends down and reaches out her arms, waiting. What does Chloe do? She smiles so hard that it starts hurting. (laughs) And does she run over to Claire? Yeah, so hard that she almost tripped. Oh, wow. So she runs over and she gives her a hug? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh. Claire is so happy 
that another tear runs down from the other eye and she reaches her arms around Chloe and squeezes and holds onto Chloe with all of her strength. What does Chloe do? She dances. She dances. <laughs> Is it a happy dance? Yeah, like this. I think when she starts dancing like that, her, her fluffy kitty starts dancing too. Yeah, yeah. And they have a dance party. Yeah. And so does, does Chloe show, show her mom, Claire, around her room or give her any pizza or anything? Give her lots of pizza. Eat all the pizza. And over in the corner of the room, you have, have a machine. It looks like a sink. But every time you put your, your glass in front of it, you get your favorite drink. Whatever you're thinking about and want to drink comes out of the faucet. Orange juice. Mm. And, so and the apple of, juice mixed with it. Oh, wow. The two of you sit down and you eat some pizza and some delicious Ooh. orange and apple juice and, mixed together. And a tint of sparkling water. That oh, yeah. Add some fizz to it. Have that sounds delicious. You're frozen. Yeah, you froze for a second. You were frozen. Yeah, I think we're I think we're good now. Um, and then, so you guys talk for a while, <laughs> and and what else happens? Anything you want. Um, I give her a present. It has a pizza chart in it. A pizza chart. No, a pizza chart, it, whenever you tap on that kind of pizza, it appears right in front of your face. Oh, so you give her her own pizza machine? Yeah. Oh, I bet Claire is very excited to see that. Claire is. She didn't realize how much she missed eating pizza, especially with Chloe. It tastes extra delicious sitting in Chloe's room. And so you guys mm, talk for a while. Extra cheese. Mmm, cheese. Mm. You guys talk for a while, and and I think Claire reads you some stories. What are your favorite books that you have Claire have your mom read to you? Mm, magic books. And they are magic books. When you when you open them up, instead of pictures, whatever is supposed to be on the page of the of the book uh, just appears in front of you like it's a movie you're watching. And so every time you turn a page, a hologram comes up with a real picture. So if, I like it, if it's a page with unicorns on it, you turn to that page, and then like real unicorns start jumping in front of you and playing and eating grass. And so they're very interactive books that you read. And, Smart. Uh, and that goes on. After about half an hour, though, the door opens again, and the two golden tentacle monsters are standing there. And one of them says, Claire, we have to go. The jury's back. What's the jury? The jury, those are the people that decide Claire's fate in the courtroom. And so now it's time for the two of you to say goodbye to each other. Bye-bye. Claire reaches out and gives Chloe another hug and a kiss on the cheek and tells one-armed Chloe, I love you. You're my favorite. What do you say? I love you too. You like whisper that in her ear? Yeah. Yeah, and then. You don't know when you'll see your mom again. I know. And I do 
a sad dance. Oh, uh, that looks. <laughs> listeners can't see that, but that looks very sad. And so, reluctantly, Claire stands up, and she turns and walks out the door. A golden alien tentacle monster on either side of her, and the door closes. And ask after after your mom leaves, what do you do, one arm Chloe? I eat my pizza, but this time it, but this time the pizza's pepperoni is shaped like teardrops. Oh, that is very sad. And the cheese is melting, ooey, and it drips off your pizza. Just like tears? Mm-hmm. That is very sad. And uh, that's where we're going to end it with, uh, with one-armed Chloe for tonight. I appreciate the help, Juliet. Okay. Say goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye. Tell your, tell your listeners goodbye. <laughs> Bye, listeners. Bye, mommy. Mommy. Mm, mommy. <laughs> Mommy, bye bye, bye bye, mommy. Say something, mommy. All right. So, so we fade to black. It's all right. Oh, you're gonna say, mommy. And we fade in. Becky, Chet, and Brett sitting in the coffee shop. Okay. It turns out that uh, Claire has been gone for three weeks. Amanda went out for turtle wax for her stainless steel body. Um, give herself a good buffing before she went on a date with Clint about two days ago, and she never came back. Becky has been trying to locate Claire. Now Becky is very worried about Amanda. She's sitting at coffee with Chet and Brett. Um, what's going through Becky's mind? Well, Becky's really upset that her two best friends are missing. I mean, really, she kind of thinks that if one of them hadn't been irresponsible and was going out on dates while the other one was missing, maybe this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> but uh, But she's pretty concerned. So she's sitting with Chet and Brett, and they're all drinking their beers, and she says, boys. Well, you're, you're drinking beers in a coffee shop? Oh, we're in a coffee shop? Yeah, we're drinking beers in a coffee <laughs> shop. There's lots of coffee shops that, of course. that serve alcohol. In Marietta, Ohio. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and so you guys, are, you guys are knocking back. And, and they don't serve them. You brought them in. You guys, like, came in with a cooler. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you're, like, there for the day. And, uh, and I mean, so you've been – you – you you've been doing everything you can to try to find Claire and then now Amanda, but nothing is turning up. And I mean, Becky is not real. I mean, she's got her super phone, but as far as all the technology Claire knows how to use and has in her lab, Becky doesn't know anything about that. And so what are you guys talking about? About how it'd be nice if that fucking goldfish would come back. Yeah, because you guys did figure out that the goldfish in Amanda's helmet, helmet orb, was uh, was actually sidetrack hiding out. But the thing is, I mean, you had 
two and a half weeks with him and he i mean he tried everything he knew and there was there was no he had no way of tracking where claire was it's like her dna uh stamp had just disappeared from the multiverse and so even that was a was a path that didn't lead any place and uh so then as you're you're down in your second beer clint walks in and says uh uh hey i uh i was out looking uh went down to the river got a got a friend who's got a barge and uh we went and went, went, drug, drug the river a little bit looking for, I, I mean, I thought maybe she fell in or something and, and being made of metal, she just like sink. So, uh, uh, but nothing. We, we found an old Pontiac, but that's about it. You guys have any luck? None. Want a beer? Um, uh, this is a coffee shop. We brought our own. Oh, great. Yeah. Give me a cold one. Uh, how about a Corona? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, Good. Here you go. Great minds think alike. Mm, this is good go. Corona. Um, you don't get no fucking viruses from this shit. So uh, um, I'm sure their market uh, is uh, problems with their stock right now in sales because of the fucking coronavirus. Who would name a fucking virus after a beer? Um, God damn it. Um, anyway, uh, enough of that. I hope hope Corona sales don't plummet too much more. And hope <laughs> this little free advertisement in our podcast will help a little bit. Um, and I hope all of America doesn't have it by the time this airs. Yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, ain't no big thing. Um, anyway, um, what should we do? The only thing I can think of is Amanda had a pizza box. But it wasn't just any pizza box. It was a portal. Uh, uh, like on a submarine? What? Like a portal? Like a submarine? One of those little round windows? No, 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 no. A portal. Like you can travel through different dimensions. Like two by fours? Yeah. Basically, Clint, it's a magic box. Uh -huh. You uh, you step in the magic box and it can take you anywhere you want to go. Well, we only been dating for... Uh, for a, for a few weeks now, so I don't know much about her magic box, but, um, what, what? Never mind. <laughs> well, Basic basically, um, let's see. Have you ever read the book Chronicles of Narnia? Do I look like I have read the book Chronicles of Narnia? Is there no, anything you about this mullet? that screams Narnia. Have you ever seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Oh, those dudes are rad. Yeah, so you know how they get in the little machine and it takes them to different... Yeah. Yeah. You it's kind of like that. Kind of like that, that nobody heard because you froze up for a second. Yeah, um, like that. Well, okay, but it's a pizza box. Yeah, it's a pizza box. Well, Have you seen a pizza box in her apartment? I can't find it anywhere. Well, I t her apartment from what I have seen, and I have not been out of the living room and kitchen area of her apartment, by the by, the by um, appears to be made out of empty pizza boxes. Um, there, I, I thought she had a coffee table at one time, but it was, in fact, just a, a stack of, uh, of pizza boxes. 
uh, arranged to form a coffee table. And this is in her parents' basement. I find that very disrespectful. Um, I think I'm going to ask her to move in with me if she comes back. Oh, well. Is, wow. Is there a way to tell this pizza box is not just a normal oil stained, grease stained pizza box and is in fact a magic portal to multiple dimensions? Well, you see, Clint, here's the next problem. Yeah. You are forgetting that I am a narcissist by nature. Yeah. And I don't pay any attention to anything that's not about me in this in this podcast. Okay. So I have no idea. Well, shit. Maybe we should go to her apartment and try to say magic words to all the pizza boxes or some shit like that. I think if we just open them up, ah. I think we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, hey, Chet, Brett, you guys going to join us? You guys have been very quiet in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds like you guys are in too. Let's the four of us head over there. And uh, so what's Becky driving? Uh, the Beckmobile. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm yeah. picturing as a big, like a tricked out Hummer or something. No, it's essentially just like the Batmobile, except it's um, neon pink. Of course. And so I guess everybody jumps over. The, nobody opens a door. I'm guessing it's a convertible no. and everybody jumps over the side and, and, and hops in as you guys speed off. Yeah. And so Wouldn't you have to tether Chet to the back because he's tentacle form? No, he a can little tow rope. He's got oh, tentacles. Okay. He can hold on. He's just okay. kind of like flying off the back, holding off. Kind exactly. Of like, yeah. Actually, like he's, he's not in it. He um, is riding the worm. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh. He's, he's following along after us on the worm. Yeah, he Very is. Very nice. Um, and so we're going to fade out of you, out of, uh, out, of, out of that scene, and we're going to fade back into a courtroom. Um, it looks kind of like a earthbound 1920s courtroom, lots of, lots of quarter sawn oak paneling and carved banisters and everything, and it's a real beautiful courtroom, except the judge is in fact two judges, two golden tentacle monsters. There's a jury of a dozen other golden tentacle monsters. And uh, in the gallery, is that what it's called? Um, there are probably 15 or 20,000 golden tentacle monsters watching this trial. And um, on one table, the, the prosecutors, there's a couple golden tentacle monsters there. And then there's Claire and a just kind of meek looking, but golden tentacle monster at her side, her, her defense. And, uh, and one Wait, of the have two, a jury of my peers at the, at the trial. One of the, uh, one of the two tentacle monsters says, all rise. Oh, that sounded a little bit like Clint. <laughs> All, all, all rise, and everybody stands up. And that fifteen or twenty thousand tentacle monsters—they, I, I mean, I don't know how ten, tentacle monster stands up. Come to think of it, since they kind of float on air, but um, so they they stand up and and uh, the two golden tentacle monsters take turns 
talking back and forth, delivering this verdict. And, and they're like, uh, Claire, whatever your last name is, I don't remember. We hereby find you guilty of crimes against sentient life. You are hereby condemned to death. The sentence will be carried out within the next 24 hours. Do you have any last words or comments to make to this jury and this court? Claire takes a breath. She looks around the courtroom. She's not surprised by the verdict at all. She had a feeling it was going to go this way since it was all tentacle monsters who have always been against her. And she looks at the jury and back at the judges and says, this is not the end. And the judges say, well, I'm going back into Clint. Uh, it is, it is in fact the end. It is the end of your horrific reign of mutants and your evil creations. We know you weren't trying to be evil, but the way you experimented and your lack of ethics and the pain and suffering you put all of those cloned children through is diabolical and evil and you have to be stopped and we are proud to be doing it. One-armed Chloe will be able to stay here as long as she likes and live whatever kind of life she wants to live. All the other creations that you made have perished painfully because you didn't pay much attention to the ethics of the work you were trying to do. You are not nearly as smart as you think you are. You have any response to him? Well, that is your theory that I am not as smart as you think that I am, or I think that I am, but in the years to come in the days to come, your mind may be changed. And then they say in unison, bailiff, take her away. And two, like big, tent I mean, all the tentacle monsters are big, but these are two big dudes come and uh, Claire puts her arms behind her back and these kind of uh, electrified, I mean, there's, there's nothing really there. It's just like, a, it's like energy handcuffs uh, surround her wrists behind her back. And they, they haul her away through, through some beautiful panel doors and, and into a dark hallway. And from there, we're going to go back to uh, the crew. They've arrived at Amanda's apartment. Uh, explain to her mom and dad, because the, the door, the side door, her private entry, is locked. So they've got to go through the living room and through the kitchen and down. And they explain to her mom and dad that, you know, that she's – She's out on assignment, they tell her, because they don't want to, they tell mom and dad because they don't want to worry them. And so you get down to her basement, quote unquote, apartment, and uh, what, what, what proceeds? Wow, there uh, really are a lot of pizza boxes. You weren't kidding. Yeah, she likes her pizza. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's hard to eat pizza when you're, uh, when you're you know, in her condition. I usually put it in the, in the blender for her. Uh, well, first we put it in the food processor to kind of chunk it, and then we put it in the food processor to liquefy it, and then I pour it through that uh, that tube thing. But she really likes it. Gross. Okay. Any, anyway, well, I think we're going to approach this systematically. 
I'll take this corner. Chet, Brett, you guys work on those two. Clint, uh, go over there. Yeah. And just open the box. And if it's a portal, you'll know. Okay, so are you doing anything with the ones that are just pizza boxes? Or are they just going, I mean, it's just systematic or? Becky, I mean, everybody else I think has just taken like a a red pen and is putting an X on the ones that are just pizza boxes. Uh Becky has read the manual finally. And um, she has figured out how to turn her gun into a lightsaber. Of course she has. So she goes, she's very, I mean, she's taking up meditation. She wants to be a proper Jedi. Uh-huh. And um, she goes very zen and her sword transforms into her hand, into this glowing purple lightsaber. And she um, does like a giant X on every box. That's really just a pizza box. Uh-huh. So... You guys aren't taken with the recycling or anything. <laughs> just, just burning giant X's in them. Okay, yeah, that seems that seems about right. Um, uh, yeah, and that seems about right. Yeah, that seems about right. And so you guys are working at that, and it is a lot more pizza boxes than you thought it was going to be. We're going to fade out there, and we're going to fade back in to Tentacle Monster Land, uh, Claire in those glowing energy cuffs is brought out into a just huge stadium. If there were 20, 15 or 20,000 tentacle monsters, all gold watching the trial, there are hundreds of thousands of, of the gold ones. And then the regular ones in this, this arena where actually the Tentacle Monster uh, semi-pro soccer team plays. Uh, they have a lot of intergalactic matches, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big sport. Anyway, there is a wall, a stone wall erected at one end and lots of big viewing screens, and Claire is brought out to the middle of this wall. Her cuffs are released. On the other side of the field, about about midfield, there are 15 tentacle monsters holding, um, they, they look like earth rifles. And uh, one of the gold tentacle monsters that she spent so much time with during her captivity, the two leaders, walks over and she sa- he says, uh, would, you, would you like a blindfold? Claire looks this tentacle monster straight in the eye, surveys the rest of the arena, then looks back at him, head held high, shoulders back, and says, no. Um, okay, how about, how about a cigarette? He pulls a pack of, a cap pack of uh, uh, camels out of, his, out of his shirt sleeve and, uh, and kind of taps them and, and flips them so one, one sticks out of the pack and says, cigarette? Yes, yes, I will. Never have. Why not? And so he he uh, he gives you takes his tentacle and and puts one in your mouth and and lights it for you. And you take a long drag off of it. And she blows smoke rings out of her mouth and says, "Proceed." And so he goes off to the side, 
and those 15 tentacle monsters raise their rifles. And then over the, over the sound system of this, this huge stadium, you hear fire, and it echoes, fire, 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 fire. And all 15 of those rifles go off at the same time. And we're going to fade out and end this episode right as one of those bullets from those 15 guns hits Claire right between the eyes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like the show, share the show, unless you're you know, too embarrassed, which we totally understand. Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcasts slash Becky and engage with us back soon with another episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.